Okay. <clears throat> it's beginning to look a lot like a podcast. Time to start the show. We'll call a brandy on Skype just to see what are her favorite things. Bing bang boom. I'm all tangled. The ASMR that always happens when we start a show is always amazing. It's oh. always. Is it amazing or annoying? That's a nice winter sweater you have on. It seems a little overkill for Los Angeles, but what do I know? It's kind of chilly here. Yeah? It's like 60s. <laughs> okay. I'm kind of hyper because I had to drink a Celsius for a hashtag ad. And I was just kept reshooting the frames I needed and just kept drinking it. And now I'm like a whole Celsius in and I'm hype. I originally thought that those were just like White Claws. So, but they're White Claws oh. without booze in them, which no, I don't need that. No booze, but a lot of energy, which uh, I love. Do you? Did you like? Oh my gosh. Were you like a Red Bull gal? No, I hate Red Bull. Yeah. Red Bull, I don't know. It like tastes like you're drinking battery acid to me, I think. But mm. these taste so good. Yes, they do hashtag sponsor my Instagram posts uh, here and there. But I do truly love Celsius. And when you come over to my house, I have more Celsius in my house than a Target has. Like, I live on this stuff. I got to say, I mean, listen, they don't pay me, but maybe they should. Maybe this is an opportunity for us to do some ads here on the pod. But Sarah does drink a fuck ton of them for like Pilates They're and so, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because here's the thing. I feel like I'm immune to caffeine. Like I can drink eight cups of coffee in it and like I just feel great. You know, like I don't ever, I'm not the kind of person that ever feels like jittery from caffeine. But sometimes I do think energy drinks will like make my heart race, like Red Bulls and stuff. And so I don't, I've never liked drinking those things before, like horse showing or riding my horse or anything. But these are different. This, if I drink half a can of one of these bad boys in the morning before I have to horse show, it's like, it like locks me in. Like mentally, I'm just better. And I'm definitely more awake, so I don't know. Do you know what my secret thing is? What? The, I think I've talked about it before, but the mushroom capsules. They're not, Shrooms? Not, not like the magic mushrooms. No, it's like lion's mane <laughs> right. and whatever. And it's you can get it on Amazon. It's genius capsules. And I take three every day, and I swear to God, it keeps me really, really sharp and focused. Really? Yeah, and apparently having mushrooms every day is like really good for you, so... Well, yeah. So it is shrooms, sort of. Yeah, yeah. I'm not like Alice falling down the rabbit hole, like losing my mind. Feels like my mom could benefit from this. She's really unfocused at all times. Another thing apparently is B12. So I have a deficiency in B12 every time I get blood work done. And mm. one of the con contributing factors they think of Alzheimer's is like a lack of B12 for like an extended period of time. And that checks out because that's how my grandma died. And like dementia is like something that runs deep in my family. And so I take a lot of B12 and these mushroom capsules and it can keep me pretty sharp. Pretty sharp, eh? Yeah. Telling you. All right. I'll look into it. How are you doing? Uh, I'm fine. Why ask me that? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Just, just trying to get the show going, I suppose. 
Oh, you're not like worried about like the, my mental well-being or anything. You're just trying to make small talk. That question encompasses a lot of different opportunities for answers. Like if you are in <laughs> dire straits, then I'll find out vis-a-vis -vis that question. If you're doing great, then also I'll find that out. True, true, true. I mean, you know, my mom's here and when she's here, she lives in my basement, which the more she comes to town, the more I really uh, question my logic, letting her do that. I like, was that the right idea? I'm not quite sure because she comes here and she has nothing to do and she's not good at just relaxing, which I've been telling her she's getting older. She doesn't like to hear it. And she needs to learn how to freaking relax, you know, like she needs to learn how to chill. Yeah. And she can't, but like, I'm busy. I've got how like 30 animals to take care of a day and like podcasts to do and work to do. And she's like, I'm bored. Hang out with me. Can we do a project? Can you help me move my furniture? Can you help me hang this art? Can we go to Target? Can we, I'm bored. And I'm like, mom, like you can't come here and monopolize my time because my time is very short, why very, very minimal free time. Why don't you harness that energy into helping you with your chores like why don't you get well, her working on the farm nope she won't go outside if it's like below 60 all right mm. and so it's freezing here and she's just she's not a farm gal she's not like she she like likes to look at the horses from 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 her porch they're like down below but she doesn't want to go down there yeah well yeah i get it yeah the most she'll do is like let little dog cuddle with her in her bed and she'll like call that taking care of little dog and i'm like all right well take what i can get she needs a hobby i know you know yeah she's like she'll be like my hobby's smoking weed yeah that's not a hobby that's i know that's something that you do whilst you do your hobby you know yeah well what, what could we what could she do what could i mean she's not gonna do anything active i'll tell you that right now what about painting or drawing uh that doesn't sound like her what about picking up a musical instrument or the piano? Oh, definitely not. She's not going to be good at that. Train sets, model cars, things like that. <laughs> that sounds more up her alley because it takes no effort. But here's the, here's the thing here. This is actually an important topic. It's it's really important to have a hobby, right? And the older you get, the harder it is to pick up a hobby. You yeah. know, like my best friend Kirsten last year, she was like, I think I need a hobby. And she started taking tennis lessons. Exactly. And I just think that that is so great. And I think it's great that she's doing that now as a 29 year old, because when you get to be Tizzle's age, mm -hmm. it ain't so easy to pick up tennis or pick up a hobby, you know? Very true. We were, I was talking about this on the golf course the other day and I was playing and I, I ran across the, this older couple and the wife was like big fans of the bats or whatever. So we started talking and she was like, and that this is a club I'm trying to join. It's actually over by your mom's house. And, um, and so she was like, is your fiance going to play golf with you? Cause that's my hobby. And I said, no, she's not allowed to. And that came across as like, I'm not allowing her to, it's not mm -hmm. that it's, that's my hobby. Like that's right. my thing. I get to get to get away from but she needs her own hobby and she wants to do, she actually wants to start learning to ride. We were talking about our um, New Year's resolutions and one of them is she really wants to start riding horses more. So love that. For I her. really need you to figure out where she's supposed to go for that. Okay. okay, okay. I need you to All do right, some we'll research. Talk. I need it to be like where they take really good care of the horses. Oh, yeah. Relatively close to us. Uh huh. All that stuff. And then she I'll also, hook it up. then she also wants to learn tennis. And we were talking about it, and I think it's, you're so right. It's so fucking important because I was listening to, like, this Will Smith, like, um, motivational speech about relationships. 
And he was talking about how he and Jada had this kind of come to Jesus moment where he was talking about they were going through rough, rough times. And he was saying that, like, I can't be the source of your happiness. Mm-hmm. I can't be the reason why you're unhappy. I can't be the source of your happiness. You need to create your own happiness and I need to create my own happiness. And then we come together and we we enjoy each other's happiness together. And I think that's a really uh, important thing for people in relationships to remember. You got to have your shit. That the things mm-hmm. that might fucking get you off and make you happy. And then you got to have your own shit. And then you come together and then you, oh, tell me about your day of riding horses. Oh, that was great. You know, oh, man, I had a great birdie today. You know, like that stuff is, I think, is very important when it comes to relationships. I agree with you. And I had this exact conversation with my ex and I tried to explain this to him. And he did not receive it quite as well as you did when you heard Will Smith say it. I'll just say that. Yeah. Well, so you were in charge of his happiness. And that's that's unfair to you. Like, th- uh-huh. that's too much pressure put on your shoulders for someone oh, else. I know. It's, I was trying to tell him. Dude, it's hard enough to keep yourself happy, you know? Like, totally. I mean, we do ads for better help, you know, just try to keep people happy. Everyone's taking tons of drugs and big farm and everything, let alone other people. Give me a break, bro. Agreed. Yeah. Speaking of my hobby. I saw it. Okay. And I know that people don't care about this and that's fine. Well, we care about your happiness, Wells, and you did seem beyond thrilled at the hole-in-one. So let's hear it. How did it happen? How did it feel? I need to know everything. Okay. Like Gen- it, had, it was like a fluke, right? Like it's just an accident that but, you got the hole-in-one. Well, like, if I'm being honest, all hole-in-ones are 99% luck, you know? That's it's, what I was thinking, And yeah. like volume of play. You know, obviously the more times you play, the more the opportunities. More chances you're going to do it. Yeah, you have to be lucky. Yeah. You know, the, the famous quote I, that's like, I think Ben Hogan said or something, it's like, I find that the more I practice, the luckier I get. And that's just because like the more you practice something, you know, You've learned how to miss and all that kind of stuff. I've been playing golf since I was a kid. I grew up on a golf course. I played, you know, junior golf. I played in high school. I have two brothers and my father. We make a perfect foursome. We've been playing forever. Like, I kind of talk about it a good bit, but, like, it's an important part of my life. And I've never had a hole-in-one. I'm 37 years old. I never even sniffed one before. And either has my older brother who lives in L.A., of whom I play golf with at least twice a week. So we've been kind of getting more serious as we've gotten older and gotten more money so we can play more often and we made a bet that whoever gets the whole one first the other person has to pay five hundred dollars too okay oh that's a lot yeah so last christmas and i have it right over here my brother for a christmas gift or for a christmas gift to us he got one of those big like those checks you get when you like win oh yeah you know? it's a huge one <laughs> And it says, paid the order of, and it's blank Adams, and it's $500. And then in the memo, it says, your first hole-in-one, authorized signature, everything. So so anyways, and we've been playing the past like couple years with this bet, whatever. Sadly enough, I did not play with my brother on this, day, on this day of days. But that doesn't change the fact that I got a hole-in-one. So I went out to this club I'm trying to join called Lakeside, which is great old course in Studio City. I'm playing with the guy that's like sponsoring me because it's a private course. And so I'm on the driving range and I get a call from my sponsor and good buddy of mine. His name's Christian. He goes, hey man, my car got broken into. I got termites. I think I can't come out there today. So Chad's still there. This other guy, Chad, who's like one, one of my friends, one of my sponsors, actually the guy who hired me for Best and Dope. 
small world. Oh. And so he's like, Chad's still there. You guys go and play. I'm going to try to meet for drinks afterwards. I'm like, oh, that sucks, man. But whatever. I'm I'm here. I'm going to go play. So we mm-hmm. go to the tea box and we join another group. And one of the people in the group was Alfonso Ribeiro, also known as Carlton from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> this is so LA. So LA. That's solid. But Alfonso is like a huge golfer. You see him like every pro-am or whatever. So we tee off, having a great little stroll in the park, playing some some whack fuck. It's We're having a good time. What? <laughs> whack the ball, say fuck, you know. Uh. Come to the sixth hole. It's par three. It's 135, playing about 140. All right? Now, Alfonso hits first, and he hits wedge. And I'm sitting there thinking, I don't know if I should hit wedge or I should knock down nine. You know, so then I say, hey, Al, what'd you hit? And he goes, I hit wedge. He goes, it's playing about that number. I said, okay. So then I go up there. I hit little baby draw lands about 137, maybe right in front of the cup, goes past it, spins back in the hole, hole in one. Now I'm at a private club, right? So I jump up go "Ah!" and then I look around because I don't want to be too loud or like, I don't know the etiquette here. And then everyone Uh in the group is like, oh, shit. (laughs) And then I'm just like, oh, 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 I don't have a fucking big one of those. I don't have a fucking big one. I don't have a fucking big one. Never mind. And so everyone's going, I'm high-fiving everyone. I'm jumping fucking. I almost like break my ankle because I come down on the little tee box thing. Oh, yeah. Anyways, we're high-fiving, doing the whole thing. And then we walk down there. And one of my my buddy Chad runs up in front to like film me go and get the ball out. And I got to say, Brandy, it was the single greatest moment of my life. <laughs> hey, don't tell Sarah that. But. Yes, I know. Like, I would say, like, Sarah and I getting engaged was a single greatest moment of our lives. But this one was, like, very personal and, like, very, like, individual, I suppose. Like, if you had won, like, the the triple crown blue ribbon or something. The big, right. Yeah. But anyway, so then after that, here's the thing. I had an okay round going at that point. But I was just out there having a good time. But then after that, I was like, once you've had a a hole in one, then you got, I got to go take shots. So we went and immediately went and took whiskey shots and then tequila shots. And I'm like, this is my rounds and they go to shit. But you always frame the hole in one scorecard, you know? And every time you mm-hmm. ever see someone that's got a framed hole in one scorecard, you see that their round just goes to shit because everyone just gets wasted afterwards. You say, fuck it, I made a hole in one. Let's go, baby. But I was like, no, I want to see if I can keep it together and play a good round. And I was proud to say that I was able to keep it together. I scrambled my ass off, shot a three over 70. At Lakeside, I won a bunch of money for myself and for Alfonso. And then, of course, I had to spend it all because I had to buy drinks for everybody. Anyways, I had a great time. Was very hungover the next day. One of the greatest moments of my life. And uh, I suggest everyone should hit a hole in one one time in their life. And that is that. So, question. Yeah. So, you win money at a private golf course? Well, we were betting. and so Oh, so just with each other. Yeah, we were basically we were playing a game called Nassau, and then all the money that I won sub- subsequently I had to go to the bar because I because right. when you hit all one, you got to pay for everyone's drinks. Obby, yeah. Anyways, it was great. Sorry, I'm so happy for you. Honestly, Thanks. just wow, what a great way to end your year. You know what? You're right. It was so funny because I posted that picture, and then my buddy Steve Lee wrote, oh, God, "Thank God something finally went right for you." And it was, <laughs> it was true because I've like really had a good year despite like the shittiness of COVID. Right. So, um, should we start the show? Oh, yeah. yeah we're 20 minutes yeah, we're in. Whoopsie. In. Sorry about that, guys. Um, I think it's you. Okay.
It's beginning to look a lot like a podcast. Bros and hoes, you're listening to your favorite thing podcast with Wells and Brandy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, YFTers. I mean, there's a lot of sleep hacks out there. We were actually talking about noise machines earlier, but there's also like no snacking at night, yoga before bed, meditation. I try to do that. Instead of trying them all, you can immediately transform your sleep with bowl and branch. We're talking about the best-selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love Bowl and Branch sheets. I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my Bowl and Branch sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time and they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out plus they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash style and sleep in their sheets for an entire month and if you don't love them you can send them right back that's right sleep better with the softest most breathable bedding from bowl and branch get 15% off your order when you use promo code favorite at bowlandbranch.com that's bowl and branch b-o-l-l-a-n-d-b-r-a-n-c-h.com promo code favorite thing i talked about my uh amazing moment in time did you uh you were horse showing how'd you do how star girl so do? i was horse showing it's been a couple weeks now i went the first week of december but it was great it was a uh, it was a smaller show i think just the time of year it was like right after thanksgiving so it was a smaller show but that was great for me because the reason i went to this horse show is because I just moved up a division and I wanted some miles before we go to Florida where it's really competitive. This was only my second time of start with Star and I showing at the height that we did. And the facility up there is like world class, world class. Like, you know, they, they set the jumps to spec and it's a big arena. It's spooky in there. It's all indoors. And the people that were showing were very good. So she was amazing. She was in the ribbons every day. Couldn't have been happier and ended the week. She was fourth in the um, Loeo Classic. And I just feel really great about going into Florida. And we leave for Florida in just a few weeks. So pumped. Well, I guess it's Florida. So I don't give a fuck. But like Omicron is going to be shutting shit down over there. Well, I mean, the nice thing about horse showing is it's it's outside, yeah. especially in Florida. So um, I'm hoping that I'm sure everything will be fine because it's an outdoor fest, uh, equestrian festival. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little worried about New Year's Eve. I don't even know, like, by the time this comes out, I don't I don't I mean, things could be shutting down. I don't know. Yeah. Because I, I know scary. I know New York is like ravaged right now with COVID. Yeah. I know. And I think I heard today somewhere um, that they're, I don't want to say they're, I don't know if they're shutting down the Times Square New Year's thing, but they're they're doing something where they're, it's, I, I don't know. I'm worried. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I know. It sucks. Never ends. I feel like it never ends. That's obvious. But, you know, it's, I think like this, this would have been our first normal New Year's in a yeah. while. And everyone's probably just so excited. I know I'm excited about getting to play on New Year's Eve and being with my friends and, getting to ring in the new year like that because i'm freaking ready for a new fucking year you know so yeah it's kind of a bummer but uh, i guess the important thing is that everyone stays safe and healthy so it is what it is i guess whatever we got to do to make next year great yeah if that means sitting out new year's eve that's what it means i don't know all i know is 2022 if you don't step up to the plate i'm gonna i don't know move to space i'm gonna do something it's something's got to give or just get vaccinated you know just do that. 
That'll, yeah, but that'll help. you can still get you can still get sick for sure. But it definitely like lowers the the shedding rate of the oh, disease. Yeah. And I'm getting I'm getting boosted tomorrow. Yeah, that's good. But I do know a bunch of people uh, in New York that just got COVID and they were vaccinated. So it's a nightmare. My brother who is boosted also got it and his wife. Yeah, but. Here's the thing, they didn't, they didn't really get sick. That's good. Yeah, I've heard it's like sh- short-lived, this new like variant. Like everyone's like, yeah, I was sick for like three or four days and then I'm fine. So uh, that's good. All right. So this is the last episode we've got for the year, basically. So I think we're taking next week off. Yeah, correct? I guess so. You know? Yeah. Um, I guess that's good. My entire family is coming in town tonight. Yeah. So I guess I should spend some quality time with them. Yeah, that's good. Um, I do have some favorite things in terms of Christmas movies to watch. Oh, yeah. great. Let me start it out. Yeah. Okay. Have you seen The Man Who Invented Christmas? No. Is it new or old? It's pretty new. And the oh. only reason why I learned about it is because when Sarah filled in, we did a Christmas movies episode, basically. And mm-hmm. this was really high on the list of really good ones, I guess. All right. We should watch this. It's kind of like Shakespeare in Love, where it's showing how Shakespeare wrote those plays through what was going on in his life, kind of. Uh-huh. But this is about Charles Dickens, so oh. the, the man who wrote Christmas Carol. The lead is Dan Stevens, who plays Charles Dickens, and I believe he's in Downton Abbey. Oh. I tried to watch that recently, by the way, and I just couldn't get into it. I never watched Downtown Abbey. I will say that the man who invented Christmas, really, really good. He's kind of going through tough times He's like living off the fanfare of like Oliver Twist, right? But he's like running <laughs> out of money and his publisher's about to drop him all this stuff. And he's like, you know, and it's like the beginning of December. And he's like, I'm going to write a Christmas story. And they're like, dude, you don't have enough time. And he's like, you know, then I'll just fund it myself. Don't worry. I'll pay for the artist myself. And he's like kind of doing it all himself. And it's like all the people that he in, in, encounters while he's like stressed out to write this story in his life that find their way into the book. And obviously it's probably not how it happened, but it's really, really cool. And like everyone loves the story of the Christmas Carol and I highly recommend it. Really, really good movie. Where do you watch it? I think we watch it on Hulu. Oh. Yeah, it came out in 2017. So a few years old. Yeah. And then we watched another Christmas rom-com. Mm-hmm. That was really good. Really? Yes. Okay. It's called Single All the Way. Have you heard of it? Oh, I think I've seen it somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So it's on Netflix. And I mean, does it follow the blueprint of every Hallmark holiday rom-com? Yes, it does. Is the writing a little bit better? Absolutely. Really? Yes. Are the people that are in it bigger stars? 100%. Okay. Who's in it? Michael Urie's the lead. But then there's also Jennifer Coolidge. I'm oh, taking yeah. the dogs, dumbass. <laughs> and then Jennifer Robinson, who is in Schitt's Creek, she's in it. It follows the same Christmas holiday rom-com tropes that you're used to, except this is a gay story. So it's all those things, but with a lot of like really funnier jokes than you would normally get, because you can be even like more outrageous with your jokes you're also dealing with like going home with like you know older people who say things that they shouldn't be saying to a gay couple 
but it's funny because they're old, like non-PC characters. But it's so mm -hmm. good. The writing is really good. It's not like a bad Hallmark one just because it's just a much better cast and better writing. But anyways, single all the way. Fantastic. Okay, I'll watch that. Yeah. I have some things to say about Grey's Anatomy. I never thought I would ever enjoy seeing Meredith Grey with anyone but McDreamy because McDreamy is McDreamy and they are legendary and that was her one true love, her soulmate. They were meant to be together. Tragic that he died. Like, never thought I would be okay. But you know what? I am fucking here for Scott Speedman, okay? The surgeon from Minnesota here. I guess she, like, I don't even really remember this, but I guess he was in, like, a previous season and Meredith Grey, like, saved his life and now she's doing this clinical trial in Minnesota and he's a surgeon there and they are just having a big fling and I am here for it. He is so fucking hot. But if they don't stop having episodes without him in it, I'm going to be very upset. I need Scott Speedman on the screen every week. I want him in every episode. I need more of this. Okay. That's like the big thing. Also number two. All right. Wells, I know you don't watch the show, but let me just tell you. So this season they're doing this thing uh, where they call it the Weber method, where Dr. Weber takes the interns, the residents, like they're like learning, you know, residents are the ones learning and he's letting them do surgeries on their own. Like he's letting them go in and do surgeries and they don't really know what they're doing, but he's like trying to incentivize people to come and like learn from their hospital. So he's letting these surgeons do this. Okay. Spoiler alert. Plug your freaking ears for 10 seconds if you don't want to hear this. But one of the residents, I won't say who, just in case we're spoiling, kills somebody doing a routine surgery this week. And it's like, dude, hospitals really do this? Like, do teaching hospitals have to, like, put a disclaimer up that, hey, we have residents who don't know what they're doing, doing surgeries. Like, if you're a patient getting a surgery and someone's going to operate on you that's a resident, you have to, like, sign off on that. I have a lot of questions about this and if this happens in real life. Do you know? I don't know. I hope not. I hope that's not true. I think true. we need to find out. We need to like phone a friend, not next week because we're not here, but like I need to phone a friend soon and we need to get like a surgeon in here that can give us some answers because I really am curious because there are a lot of teaching hospitals and I know that even when I take my horse to the vet, this like vet hospital that I use here is teaching and like they constantly have their little interns and people like over there, they're, they're like, do you mind if she – uh just does the ultrasound on to like see what I'm seeing. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I guess. But like, I'm not, I don't really love that. But like as a person going into a hospital, like I feel like you should have to like sign something if someone's going to learn on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm concerned about it. Damn. I don't want someone to learn <laughs> on me. How scary is that? Yeah. But like they have to learn sometimes, you know, like sometime, you know, like at some point, like someone has to do a surgery on a human for the first time. But like, I don't want to be that first time. Yeah. Who wants to be that first time? Like, do you make some kind of deal? Like, hey, we'll give it to you cheaper if you let so-and-so learn on you. That's so sketchy. But like, how does that work? I need to know. I don't know. I need answers. Could you imagine doing a surgery, like cutting someone open for the first time, like a real human and how freaking scary that would be? Well, I think you practice on cadavers and stuff. Yeah, but a real human, like a live human for the first time. Yeah. Damn. Damn, dude. I'd be scared as all hell. Are we back on liking Grays? Like, I can never tell I, with yes. you. I am back. I mean, it's never as good as it like, you know, was in the beginning. Spoiler alert. 
Amelia, I'm pretty sure, I mean, she kisses a girl at the end of this episode. Like, I'm pretty sure she's going to turn to a lesbian, which I'm actually kind of here for. So that's cool. But then I'm kind of over Dr. Hunt, the redhead, you know, and something happens to him at this at the end of this episode. And I'm like, is it finally his time to go? Because I feel like he's overstayed his welcome on Grey's Anatomy, you know? Okay. But yeah, I'm here for it. I'm like, I'm like back locked in. You know, all it takes is like one tall, sexy man to just get me locked back in. All right. Speaking of being locked back in, we got to talk for a second about the challenge finale, Spies, Lies, and Allies, and how oh, my boy. Wow. What a title. It's so great. I don't, you have got to get into the challenge. And here's the thing. I think a lot of people were angry at this season, and I want to go ahead and say, I disagree. I loved this season of the challenge all right it was fantastic okay. and maybe it's because the guy that i was rooting for won no one from green bay thinks it's a good nfl season the packers don't win you know but if your mm -hmm. guy wins like oh it's the greatest season ever you know and i'm telling you after last season i became this huge ct fan and then again this year ct is just absolutely killing it on all fronts he is amazing at making television he's also amazing at his political game and he's also extremely fit this season to be able to just blow everyone out of the water. Oh, and it's like his 19th challenge going for back to back. And he's like far and away better than everyone else. I'm sorry. Played a flawless game. Super pumped. I want to be friends with CT. I actually reached out to uh, to Johnny Bananas being like, is CT cool? Like, what's going mm -hmm. on? So I want to be friends with him. Here's what happened. It came down to three teams, right? And... Ended up being CT and Casey winning, which makes me so happy because Casey, she hitched her wagon to fucking Fessy last year. And I'm telling you, Fessy's terrible at his game. Everyone thinks he's so good because he's so buff and all blah, blah, blah. Terrible at the game. Every season, he doesn't live up to the expectations. And maybe that's because he's not good at the game, guys. But then she hitches her wagon to CT and guess what? Million dollars richer. And then CT pulled the most amazing, well, CT and Casey pulled the most amazing political play. They gave 100K to each team that lost, meaning that they just got themselves four new allies for the next season, no matter what, and then throw in Nanny because Nanny and Casey are like uh, in uh, dating or whatnot. So effectively, they were able to get themselves five badass allies for the next season. It was genius play. And here's my thing, Devin, you are my second favorite person on that show, but I just need you to I need you to cut way a little bit before the show because your puzzle solving skills is like second to none. You're also great on interview and making reality TV. You're just terrible at cardio. Get it together. Just run a couple laps, dude, and be ready, <laughs> and you'll win. All right. So, CT, great job. Want to be friends with you? If I can be friends with you. Okay. So you're telling me that every season of the challenge is the same people every time, or no? Well, this season they had they had like 15 vets. And then they brought in like 15 rookies. So oh. you have to be kind of from a like a popular reality show to come in. Because it used to be mm -hmm. just from like Road Rules or Real World, you could do it. And then they started adding in like people from like Are You the One and The Bachelor, Big Brother. There's like a Big Brother alliance. And then this year they brought in a bunch of people from popular reality shows outside the country. Like survivor romania survivor turkey love island usa love island germany 
Big Brother Nigeria. There's a guy from 12 Dates of Christmas. Oh, wow. What? A lot of Survivor people are on the show. So they're like people that are good at competition reality shows, but then they just make them do crazy stuff on the show. Anyways, uh, really happy that CT won. And you know what? Johnny Bananas, you got... And I texted him this. I was like, bro, you got to get back in there because... CT over here, I think he's got, I think he's got five. Does he have five wins? Johnny's got seven. He's come. He's nip at your heels, bro. You got to get back in there. All right. The goat needs to defend his title. So I'm saying. I just don't know if that shows for me. Yeah, I know. It's fine. Once you get into it, you're just like, you're locked in. We did the thing. We called it Taco Challenge Wednesday. And every Wednesday we would make tacos and watch a challenge. And now it's not happening. And we're very sad about it. Wow. I know. So we watched Four Christmases last night. It's just one of the most perfect Christmas rom-coms ever. Who's in that? Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn? Yeah. And Reese Witherspoon. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. John Favreau. I feel like I've only seen that movie one time, and I could definitely stand to rewatch it. It's so freaking good. Oh, yeah, Mary Steenberg. Oh, Tim McGraw's in it? I Tim McGraw, that. Dwight, Dwight Yoakam is in it. Kristen okay. Chenoweth is in it. Robert Duvall's in it. John Voight's in it. Really heavy hitters are mm -hmm. in this movie. Mm -hmm. We watched it. It's so good. It's so funny. I relate to that movie on a multitude of levels. But you know what happens in that movie? That movie gives us the ending that we wanted from the breakup. I don't know if you oh. ever... You watch The Breakup. That's with Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, and Jennifer Aniston. And it's such a good movie, and they don't end up together at the end. And, you uh -huh. know, and, like, the the thing about it was, like, well, it's what real life is like. You know, it's a real-life story. And it's like, no, I want them to be back together. You know, like, what mm -hmm. are you talking about? Like, they're perfect for one another. Let them get back together. And there's a part of me that wonders if Vince Vaughn heard that enough. That was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to fix this movie with this Christmas movie because effectively the same thing kind of happens, you know? Like they're perfect for one another. They're the the best teammates ever. Then something bad happens, and then they kind of break up, and you're like, will they or won't they? And not to ruin the movie for you, but like it's a Christmas movie, so like you know it's going to end well, and it does. I think it's the best Christmas rom com. Ugh, that and the, the holiday. Mm. The holiday, the holiday is great. The I love the Family Stone too. Yeah, I would say the Family Stone isn't as it's more of a drama, a dramedy yeah, than it is a rom com. Rom -com. For sure. Actually, I don't know. It is a rom com because it is. the two girls do get married and engaged. Anyways, but yeah, those are the three. Those are the three. Yeah. I would that, agree with that. Them's the three. Oh, we watched such a good and magical movie called A Boy Called Christmas. Have you heard of this one? No. It's on Netflix, and it's new. Here's the tag. In this origin story of Father Christmas, an ordinary boy with a loyal pet mouse and a reindeer at his side set out on an extraordinary adventure to find his father, who is on a quest to discover the fabled village of Elfhelm. So it takes place very long ago. You know who's in it? You know who plays the dad? Michel Hulsman. Yeah. Gonna watch it tonight. Got to. Got to. Uh, Maggie Smith's in it. She is famous for being in Harry Potter. But yeah, she's speaking she's of Michelle Huseman. 
Are we ever going to get a season two of The Flight Attendant? No, I don't know. I loved that show. It was good. Need to know. I'm going to do a quick gig. But anyways, Maggie Smith, she was Professor McGonagall, obviously. Jim Broadbent is the king in the movie, and he was also in Harry Potter. Mm. So really good cast, obviously. And so the king kind of brings all the peasants together and asks them to go on a quest to find hope and that is to go find like the this elf town like at the North Pole. His dad goes, and this little boy is like left alone with oh, Kristen Wig is the aunt that comes to like babysit him, and she's a fucking terrible person. So then he's like, I'm gonna go find my dad. His nickname is Christmas, so he's obviously turns into Father Christmas. Anyways, it is so freaking cute, perfect for everyone in the family. Sarah and I, who are people in our 30s, we loved it. But if we had kids, they would absolutely love it. There's a talking mouse. It's the best. Boy Called Christmas. Check it out. That does sound great. It's good. Um, For those wondering, I just did a quick Google. The flight attendant is greenlit for a season two, but there is no release date for us. It says it's in production. So I guess I'm just going to keep waiting on that. That's annoying. Yeah, I know. Oh, I have a favorite iPhone hack. Huh, Not okay. even sure if it's a hack, but it's something that Sarah's friend and also hairstylist Ryan Richmond told us about. And I was like, that's such a good idea. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I go to the grocery store. Sometimes Sarah goes to the grocery store. And like sometimes we're not like not on the same page. And, you know, you can use notes and make a list in notes and you can check to see if you've like if it's been done or not. So you can make a grocery list in notes, send it to your significant other. So. Sarah has it as well. And then we put like all the things that we normally get, you know, like turkey, cheese, bread, romaine, lettuce, eggs, all that stuff's in there. And then when we need new stuff, we also put it, put it in there as well. And then when whoever goes to the grocery store next, you can just check and be like, got it, got it, got it. It makes so life- it's like a shared note. Exactly. But with like yeah. a check, I'll show you. But With you- the checklist thing. Yes. It is absolutely genius. It's made life so easy. <laughs> No one told me about it. Well, Ryan Richmond did that. It's a great little hack. All right. Have you gotten all your Christmas gifts? Yeah, because thank God we are doing like White Elephant. Oh, yeah, that's year. how you're doing it? So I only had to buy one, which is awesome. Yeah. It's so much less stressful when you have a big family. Honestly, it is just the way to go. Yeah, but then aren't you bummed because like Miley's got like money to burn and she might give you something cool, but you can't get it now because you're doing some like cheapo depot you know, white elephant Christmas. It's fine. I don't, I'm not really a big gift guy. Like I don't love gifts. No, they're not really my thing. Like, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's nice. Like when people want to do it, I guess, but I just like it. It's it's just not my thing. I don't know. I can take it or leave it. Yeah. I'm gotten to the point now where if I want something, I go buy it myself. Well, yeah, obviously. And no one's going to buy you as good of a gift as you would just buy yourself. You know what I mean? Oh, I know. So, my mother. Um, that's why I feel like they're a little overhyped. My mother every year buys me clothing. Oh God! One, <laughs> she understands like the things that I like in terms of fashion. Zero. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Um, I wouldn't say your fashion is like that on point, but all right. Well, I don't know. I look pretty good, but she also thinks that I'm a large. So oh. nothing ever fits. Nothing fits. <laughs> I'm, I don't know how to tell you this, but. I am not, nor have I ever been, a large <laughs> in anything. You know? Uh-huh. 
What are you, a medium? A medium in most things, smalls in some things, you know? Oh, wow. Really? Well, when it comes to, like, suits and stuff, I very, I'm very much like a tailored, slim fit situation, you know? Oh, what about that t-shirt you were wearing right now? This is probably medium. Okay. But this Pendleton sweater, I bet you is a small. Really? Small. Yep. What? Jackets and sweaters, usually I'm a small. Wow. Yeah, my mom also loves to give me like pastel colored shit because she spends a lot of time in Dallas and Nashville huh. where I feel like pastels are still happening and they're not. No. They're not. They weren't it's Easter. they weren't ever happening. People are just stupid. Yeah. It's just I I don't know how to tell you guys this, but pastels aren't happening. No. All right? No, no one no one looks good in salmon. Okay? No. Not even on the golf course, you not, know? Not like, even on the golf course. Lime let's green. Let's keep it neutral. Lime green? No, thank you. You look like a fucking dessert, like a jello mold, dude. <laughs> you look like the Easter Bunny just splooged out vineyard vines. Ooh, no. Come on, guy. No. Who's doing it? Stop. You know a lot of people are like, fuck you, I like vineyard vines. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> so bad. Plaid? Plaid? No, we're not doing no. plaid unless it's no. Christmas and you're doing it kind of ironically or it's like some sort of pajama situation. We're uh -huh. not doing plaid, guys. Unless it's a flannel. But I feel yeah. like a flannel is different than plaid. For sure. So my biggest, My biggest issue with men typically is dress shoes. Like I just feel like men buy the ugliest dress shoes I've ever seen in my whole life and I just don't get it. I mean I don't love dress shoes anyway I'm such a sneaker gal or like a cute like Chelsea boot or something but like the dress shoe situation I feel like a Chelsea boot is a dress shoe the problem with it can be the, the problem with a Chelsea boot is it needs to be worn with the right slacks or pants yeah uh-huh and if the cut isn't right then it's gonna look weird yeah so you just need to be mindful of that and I know that like this is a bougie thing to say but you really should have in your closet a bunch of good outfits that you've taken to the tailor. Yeah. You need to get your shit tailored. I'm sorry. It's just such a bougie thing to say, but it's true. Yeah, especially like dress clothes. Exactly. If you're going to spend a bunch of money on a suit, that shit needs to be tailored for you. Yeah. You know? I agree. Mm -hmm. That's something that like women know that men don't know. Mm -hmm. That men should know to do that. You got to go do that. Yeah. I've learned that recently. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, do you have good suggestions for what to get a significant other? Like, so here's the thing. So, like, of the girls listening, what do you think they should be getting for their guys? Oh, for their guys? Yeah. God, you're asking. A, no, I'm not a great person because I don't like gifts. But I like to buy guys clothes because I feel like most men don't have good style and can't buy themselves good things. So yeah. I like to buy them, like, great pieces and help them, like, up their game. This goes for, like boyfriends in the past, my brothers, my dad, like I just, I like that. I feel, always feel like a good sneaker is a good gift, especially if your guy likes sneakers or whatever, if your brother or whoever you're buying for. For my dad, like I always go, I always get him like a, like a nice flannel or like two nice flannels. He loves a flannel. I also think like accessories are really good to like scarves, beanies, stuff like that are like really easy gifts if you don't want to spend a ton of money. But I like getting like nice shit, like a nice cashmere scarf, you mm -hmm. know, or a nice wool beanie or something that's like there that's going to last. I don't think I like to 
jewelry on guys. Like there's some guys that really love jewelry and some can pull it off and that's cool. So if you're shopping for a guy that wears jewelry, like jewelry is always a good gift, right? Like a nice bracelet or something like that. Eh. Um, or a nice chain necklace. Like if your guy likes that, like I said, like I, it's, it's tough for me. Like very rarely do I see a guy where I'm like, Oh yeah, you pull that off. But some do. So it's, it's okay. Um, what else for guys? See, I, I mean, tech stuff. I feel like men love techie stuff. Like go to the Apple store and buy them something. I'm sure they'll be thrilled. So as a guy, let me respond to all the things you just said. Oh, last one. Yeah. Such a good gift. Adopt kit. Is that what you call it? The little thing for yeah. traveling where you put all your shit in? Yeah. Dude, dudes love that. Yes, but make sure it's nice. It needs to be like a leather one that's going to last yeah. a long time. Well, of course. Duh. Got to buy nice shit. We're in our 30s. It's time to be buying nice shit that's going to last someone forever. A nice luxury item. Just like one luxe gift. Yeah. Let me respond to the things that Brandy said. As a man, who will be receiving those things? I agree. You shouldn't be giving your guy jewelry. Even if he's into it, it's, I mean, it's I very, very personal. And really, well, yeah, but if it's your significant other, you, you should be on the level where you know what they let like. Let me but, finish. Okay. But there are ways around these things. One, every guy should have a really nice watch. Okay. That's jewelry. That's not jewelry, though. Effectively, yes, it is for a man. I mean, it is, but to me, like, that's a different category. And those things are expensive. Other things that can be considered jewelry that all men need. Everyone, every man needs cool cufflings. Every man needs a cool tie clip. Those are things that could be silver or gold that cost a lot of money that you'll use forever that are badass gifts. As a guy, I would, I appreciate those gifts. Okay. Love that. Another thing, women, do not get your men something that you are going to be annoyed of them using. Because that's unfair to them. If you don't you like Give him, me an example. If you don't like him being a gamer, don't get oh. him the new fucking PS7 or whatever it is. Because then he gets to use that against you. You bought this for me. What do you want me to do? You know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My main thing is that, and this is maybe this is very personal, but I think the best gifts are not material things, are more so experiences. Those ones last forever, and so like whatever they're into, like for me, obviously it's very specific to like golf. But like, if you were to get me tickets to a golf tournament, I'd be like, and and go with me. That would be so much fun. I would appreciate that. That would be an experience that we would share together. And those ones are always cool, and it's always something to look forward to. The truth of the matter is, is that when you get to get get a gift, a lot of times you get it, throw it in your closet, it's fucking gone. You're done. You know, mm -hmm. you don't, you don't even care about it or, or you get the, you get a new video game, you play it for six weeks and it's over. There's some finality to it. But if there's some, this one thing that you guys go do and you get to experience and there's pictures that happen afterwards and all that kind of stuff, concerts is a good example of that. And those are my suggestions for gifts for men. Love that. Yeah. But you're right with tech. Tech is always, it always kills for guys. Dudes love tech. New yeah. Apple watch. We love it. Oh, new uh, noise canceling headphones. Oh, these yeah. are the best. We, whatever. Yeah, wireless charger for every room in my oh, house. Yeah. Sick. Oh yeah, I tell you what I love. I love like the the charging stations where like you can mm -hmm. put your phone, your watch, your your iPad, your iPad, your AirPods, everything that goes oh, yeah. there. I love that. I love organization. Yep. Such a dork. good one. Such a dork. I really hate gifts. I really don't love them. If I was dating somebody and they wanted to get me like a materialistic gift, I love a purse or I'm not big on jewelry at all, but like a purse or like. I don't know, like a coat or something that like they know I really want or something like that. Like a good statement piece is a good gift, I guess. But like you really have to know what they want to be able to pull that off. A lot of guys do this, which is great. But like if you don't, like start asking the best friend. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Because your best friend 
knows what you want. If I was dating somebody and they would just go to Kirsten and be like, hey, Keys, like, does Brandy have her eye on anything? Like, whatever. She would be able to absolutely tell you, like, three things you could get me that I would be thrilled about. So, guys, if you want to get your girl something and you don't know what to get them, ask her best friend because she'll know. Good call. Good call. Don't be afraid to ask. New Year's resolutions. Do you have any of those? I do not yet, but you know, I'm not, I think I've said this before. I'm not big on resolutions. I'm big on having a word for my year, mm. you know? And so I need to really like hone in over the next uh, week and a half and think about what I want my word for the new year to be. Yeah. I think it's also smart to have uh, resolutions for different things. I think you can have resolutions for like your personal life. You can have resolutions for your working life and- no. Is she bored? Are you up here? Yeah. <laughs> Come here. Oh, wow. It looks great. She's got her hair done. Ooh. Blow out? had a Wellsy? Don't mind me. Just blonde as can be. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. She rhyming. killed it. I am working this New Year's hair, girl. <laughs> I love the smell of freshly fried hair. It just <laughs> smells so good. <laughs> I'm okay. I'll be done in a little bit. You're look, you're looking great. She always looks great. Well said, you always look great. Well, well, that's what the thing's about you. <laughs> Keeping that in the podcast. So she's bored. So maybe we should end the podcast. Constantly. She literally just pulled in the driveway and yeah. she was, she's already bored. Yeah. What are you doing? I love it, man. She's funny. She's really feeling herself. That's good. I think it's great. As you should. Talk about, talking about resolutions. Hers wasn't a New Year's resolution, but she, our, her whole life, like she's just been so bad about doing active things like she just doesn't like to work out and she's so skinny anyway she's i think it's probably hard for her to find the motivation to mm -hmm. but it's like as she's gotten older miley and i are like mom like for your health like you need to start doing some activity you know and so she has started working out with a personal trainer i think it's four times a week wow. and it's all very low impact nothing too crazy but she is looking so good and she's feeling so good. Like her biceps look better than mine. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, just resistance bands and this and that. And it's like very minimal things, but like it's, she's feeling so good. And so if that's the motivation for anybody out there that's been wanting to get into some sort of workout routine, if my mother can do it, who's never worked out a day in her life, you can too. Get it. All right. Are we done? I think so. Sarah and I are going to Target or Target. Target. Yeah. Should we go out on a Christmas song? Obviously. We got to do some Bing Crosby because he was a member at that club that I got a hold one at, you know? Oh, really? Yeah. It's kind of cool. Um, all right, YFTers. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. All that stuff. Happy Festivus for the rest of us. We love you. We love you. You guys so much we'll miss you next week we will but you guys will be with your family we'll be with ours and um and we'll get back to it at the beginning of the year we'll see you in 2022 jesus christ how is it already over don't know but i'm glad 2022 better be new year better be better new year new vibe yeah better be better of hop-along boots and a pistol that shoots is the wish of Barney and Ben. Dolls that will talk and will go for a walk is the hope of Janice and Jen. But mom and dad can hardly wait for school to start again. It's beginning to look a lot like... <laughs> I never noticed that mom and dad can hardly wait for school to start again because they hate their kids. That's Christmas. Okay, bye! This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.